and welcome to episode two of the Handy Point podcast. This episode has massive shoes to fill, as the last edition was voted by our loyal listeners as the best Handy Point show of all time. Episode two will take a look at one of the Waffles' best forwards of the last decade, a high-flying match winner who used to kick bags of goals for fun and a genuine all-rounder off the field. There is not much this man can't do, and we look forward to treating you to a bit of ear candy. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, hi everyone, and uh, welcome to episode two. Darcy, it's been a massive few weeks for you. Uh, not only did we launch the podcast, but you and your lovely fiance Linda welcome your baby boy Lennox into the world. So, mate, just quickly, just talk us through the last couple of weeks in the world of Darcy. Yeah, Rita. well, obviously the the podcast sort of took priority. I had to sort of put that ahead of Linda at stages just to get it off the ground. It's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes, and then yeah, we welcomed little Lennox into the world and. Sleep's been of a premium up in Dunkirk. <laughs> I can imagine, I but can imagine. it's gone all right. How have you been going? Yeah, Andy? yeah, pretty well. Um, obviously, besides just, you know, like the bit of the, bit of the fanfare that's kind of arrived since the podcast, yeah. um, kind of going down to the local coffee shop used to be an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, used to be able to just go down, but now you kind of go down and you hear like, oh, that's him. And yeah. like, all, you know, just, yeah. just little things like yeah. that, that people kind of know who you are. Yeah. And Mandra's a small town, so it's kind of... Besides that, um, last couple of weeks have been pretty it's all It's all part and parcel with it, mate. You're it is. taking in your stride. Yeah, we, we kind of expected it going in and it'd be like this and, it, and it's kind of lived up to it. So, I, so I, I had a bit of that previous to even launching the podcast, so the podcast has really just set it off. Yeah, people yeah. sort of out the front of the house and whatnot. No, good, good. And, um, mate, obviously our footy's kicking off um, pretty soon. Um, Eight-month pre-season, how's, how's that been? Yeah, it's been good. I've been training the house down. Um, we had a little intra-club on Tuesday night, and I wasn't counting my touches, but I think I had 37. 37? Three 15-minute quarters, approximately. Yeah, okay. But yeah, training's been going well. We're looking, yeah, looking good. Looking sharp. That's that down at the Wesley Curtin Tigers, um, yep. back into A-grade this year. Um, round one, we have? We have university, the reigning premiers at university. Yeah, right. So obviously going to be a tough task, but uh, one that um, we're very much looking forward to. Absolutely. Now, um, we'd like to welcome uh, what will be our second guest onto the podcast and one that uh, we can know that our 155 Instagram followers are very much looking forward to, um, Ben Saunders. Ben, welcome. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Am I... <laughs> Am I a bit too close to the mic? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's better. Yeah, that's better. That's better. That's yeah. Better. Just, just sit, just sit back in the chair and uh, just yeah. enjoy okay, the ride. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm not probably not used to this high level of uh, technology that yeah. you're running with here. Yeah, so, obviously, so we'd like to new, credit new equipment. Uh, 92.9 for um, setting us up with the recording app on Gil's iPhone. It <laughs> seems to be working well. Yeah, yeah, did you did you expect this sort of level of professionalism when our producer contacted you? Um. To be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, coming in, I, you know, I was part of the original idea, and I and I knew uh, that you guys wanted to launch a podcast, um, and then just to watch it blow up as as high as it did uh, within or that has. first show, or as it has, you know what I mean. Yeah. That first show really went uh, and exceeded my expectations, to be honest. So. Um, Ours too. Yes, and um, yeah, when you rolled in, not today, so much it was, mine. <laughs> it was 
it was nice just to sort of um, get a little bit of behind the scenes uh, with you know you two running over what you might say uh, before the podcast started and stuff well, like that. Was well, should we cut that? <laughs> yeah, obviously. We're just... Yeah, sorry. No, no, I mean, no, no, fantastic. You guys were unbelievably professional. Um, obviously, suit and tie today for both of you, which is um, which is pleasing. Thank it's you. nice to have you, uh, you know, dress up. For well, occasion. obviously, we do like to dress up for our guests, mate. We take it pretty seriously, so thanks, yeah. thanks for the feedback. No, we do. Um, so, Ben, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the podcast, if you've been a listener in the past, but um, what we're going to do, we're just going to... Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start nice and young, um, talk through your footy career and then um, have some time for some stories, which is something that you're quite well renowned at telling. Um, so we'll have some time at the end for that and then get to some viewer questions, which there were plenty. Um, but firstly, your footy career, talk us through where it all started for you, Ben. Um, well, yeah, it started when I was young, uh, obviously. Um, yeah, sort of day dot, as, as, as young as I can remember, sort of. Born with a sharing in my hand, if you know what I mean. Uh, as they say. As they say, yeah. No, I grew up um, down in Mount Barker, so played uh, my junior footy down there uh, for the Bulls. It was uh, quite an experience. Uh, now I look back on it, I don't think we touched a final uh, the whole time I was there. Uh, most most days we had, you know, seven or eight people to training, so it was a lot of um, goal kicking, and if you missed the goal, you went behind the goals and marked the footage and kicked them back out to the people that were still in, so... So high level training at an early yeah, it was Yeah, it was high level training. Um, obviously, I was massive on my fitness when I was younger, um, yeah. and that sort of followed through into my semi professional oh, career as well. The proof is, uh, as my dad used to say, the proof is in the pudding. So I used to eat a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you're in Mount Barker and um, you made your way up to the big smoke. Um, what age did you kind of set your sights on coming up to Perth? And was it did you come to Perth just to play waffle football? Um, yeah, well, I come to oh, I left Mount Barker originally and went to Melbourne. So, so yeah, there's a period you went trained with the bombers. Didn't yeah, you? I went over went over east and trained trained over there. Is that um, home of our first guest. That is so. Yeah, wow, wait, this is a so, scoop. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> I actually lived with Corey. Uh, oh, you did? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, he's very messy, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't really. I've roomed with him on a Bali footy trip, and yeah. it's um. There's quite a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, in, you get a really uh, good insight living with someone yeah, on a footy trip. And that's yes. mentally and physically yes. a lot going on. There's there. a lot going on there. So, um, yeah, I kind of I kind of avoided him in Melbourne. I just wanted to keep a clean slate. Uh, yeah. Nice and early on. Now, I wasn't there for a long time. Um, so what were, you doing, what were you doing there? What was happening there? Just I was just training. I actually I was actually living with Paul Vanderhaar um, at the time. So the really? Flight. Has he copped a bit of Insta... Love this week from someone. I think uh, I've seen on, him on the he's socials. On, he's what on the that? front bar. Yeah, there you go. Night, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you lived with him? Yeah, I lived yeah. with Paul Vanderhaar. Yeah, so right. the connection was through Merv Nagel. So yeah. he was coaching Barker at the time. And then uh, when I finished there, he was hell-bent on sending me over east to mm-hmm. um, sort of get get in with the Bombers. Isn't and it? Didn't like they came to watch you play a game and you kicked a bag? Yeah. In the league as a 14-year-old? Yeah. He used to... <laughs> Used to kick a few bags uh, back then. Um, still do. I'd imagine you every, do. Certainly. Every now and then. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was sort of easier times back then when you're young and you know yeah. throw caution in the wind and all you care about is snagger rolls. Yeah, that's right. Lots Kicking of change. Eating them yeah. and that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you, so you're over at Essendon, um, yeah. things, so what, what, like you obviously came back to Perth, so it didn't yeah, work out the, over with, there? Yeah, well, with Bendigo Bombers, yeah. yeah. So I went over there and trained with them. And, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just a few family issues 
back home and that and uh, missed it all. So come back uh, yeah. when I rolled in, I, I missed the pre-season at Claremont Colts. And, That's a shame. Yeah, which is uh, a bit unfortunate because, well, I did a pre-season over there anyway. Yeah, um, of course you Somewhat of one, yeah. And then uh, obviously rolled into to the Tigers Colts team and um, they wouldn't, uh, I think Blackie was the coach. Yeah. Uh, and they wouldn't give me a wouldn't give me a game at the start. And they played me six weeks in the amateurs. Oh, who's so, uh For Wembley. I played for Wembley in the amateurs. Yeah. Um, I come runner-up in the association goal-kicking. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> two goals. So, uh, how many then, did you kick? Uh, I can't remember how many I kicked, but I also come runner-up in the waffle Colts. Col- oh, gee, so you nearly did the double. One goal oh. as well. Yeah, so I was filthy because they wouldn't play me because I didn't do the pre-season, but I was kicking bags at Wembley. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't give me a game. And then once they finally gave me a game, I think I kicked five on debut, and then just never looked back. Never looked back, and yeah, until you got to seniors, and um, you you obviously started. Claremont were very strong at the time, so you started in the in started in the twos, and and talk us through your kind of senior career at Claremont. How many years? Um, two, well, one year, one year of senior footy, yeah, uh, and the start of a pre season there, yeah. So yeah, I played that first year. I played a lot of reserves footy, yeah. Um, won the Leading goalkeeper <laughs> in the in the Magoos that year. Yeah, I uh, can't remember how many he kicked then either. But yeah, uh, so was that the year? Um, I was. I remember a, a particular day for Clem on Oval. I was playing in the twos at Peel, and um, we rolled up there, and uh, we got done by two hundred and twenty points. And B Saunders had twenty seven possessions and kicked twelve. So <laughs> that was that year. Yes, correct. Uh, you're very correct there, Handy. Uh, that was uh, that was the year. Um, yeah, I was just kind of. Just kind of caught fire that day. Did you? And the, the goals was just this big old bucket, and I yeah. just couldn't miss. You know, yeah, we mean? were so, a serious outfit then too. As yeah, well, so it was, a, it was a big feat to do yeah, that. I did, to you. Uh, I didn't get a game the following week, as they said. Uh, didn't count. We didn't play real opposition. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah uh, that's yeah, about did, where we're at. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that was that was one of my better games. I'd say. Okay, and um, so you moved. So you moved on from Claremont over to the Bulldogs. What was the reason for the move initially? Uh, well. I, yeah, it was kind of. I wasn't getting a game. Well, I, I wasn't getting a game. Then I then I finally broke in. I played a Foxtel game earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, and then I broke in and kicked a few. Um, and then we played against uh, South Frio. And Paul Hazelby was playing on the other team. I think it was my debut. And um, yeah, he was like feeding. I was having a set shot, and he's going, "Oh, you know, why is this your debut? You've been kicking bags in the twos. Why aren't you playing league?" And all this stuff, and he sort of got in me ear and said, "Yeah, come down. Like we'll have you at South. We'd love to have you at South." And then I um, slotted the goal and sort of didn't think much of it. And then once the year finished up, um, yeah, probably started preseason at Claremont, and then uh, yeah, I was sort of ticking along there. And um, Hayes gave me a call, like lodged the paperwork and everything, did yeah. the right thing. He said he wanted to touch base and um, said he wanted to get me across, and then. I remember rolling into training at City Beach Oval and Dean Horsington come up to me and said, oh, so you've been talking to South Fremantle? I said, yeah, yeah, they've contacted me. He goes, why the fuck would you want to go there? <laughs> I'm fairly <laughs> honest. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I thought, oh, yeah, all right, sweet. Like, no, no, like, we yeah. want you to stay or, like, any, any you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, we, we value you or anything. It was just, <laughs> why like, would you it, was, it was just that sort of arrogance yeah. that, um, you know, they sort of carried it as a club. Yeah, had to uh, find country boy fitting in there compared to how you fitted in at South Rio. Yeah, it was it there. was much different. Uh, it was a lot different. So, 
Um, Claremont is very golden triangle based. Yeah. Uh, especially coming through as a cult. You don't really... Um, you don't really have the respect of anyone. Yeah. You know, it's like every footy club. You, yeah. know, you have your hierarchy and you see in your group and then uh, cults coming through on players and stuff like that. So coming up as a country boy and then sort of seeing these city boys that um, that have quite a quite a lot of money behind them and yeah. have been looked after pretty well from their family, their parents for yeah. most of it, they sort of hold it like a private school arrogance about them. And their legs are shaved. Their legs are shaved. And like I grew up... Uh, Hairy legs. Uh, hairy legs, obviously, yeah. And yeah. I went to um, I went to a high school that had a farm attached and it was a subject, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Farming was yeah, the subject. Farm was the subject, yeah. So you learn how to crutch, yeah, mules, like all the, all the standard stuff. And then viticulture was the subject as well. So if you wanted to grow your own yeah. wine... Uh, well, grapes obviously, and yeah. then you turn them into wine yeah. because that's the, yeah. the due process. Uh, so, yeah. looking at these blokes, they're sinking far out. Maybe I don't fit in here, and then and then Gov got drafted yeah. to the West Coast, um, and then yeah, it all everything just kind of sort of fell into into place. And um, I was like, oh well, do I go across? And Hayes said he really wanted me, and yeah. um, I sort of thought, yeah, I'll make the jump. And then as soon as I I rolled in there, I played a scratchy in McGrath. I played on Toby McGrath, and he like, treated me like I was one of his best mates. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just put his arm around you. Like it just it felt like a country club. Yeah, everyone was real nice. And Gumby took a massive dangle in the first training session, and like it was just yeah, Where you went. it was just yeah, it was never looked back. Like, was there like home. no dramas getting the transfer through? No, talk, the talk trans- us through the figures, mate. Was it a big transfer fee? What they pay for you? I'm not sure on the transfer fee. You'd have to speak to um, South, but. Um, yeah, I think I think it was relatively high as Claremont um, didn't want me to leave and spat the chewy. And I remember I remember telling him like going in. I asked for a meeting with I think it was Mark Webb at the time was the coach and um, Dean Horsington. Asked for a meeting with them. Sat sat down. And said yeah, look, um, I'm I'm going to South Fremantle. They said no, you're not. And they said no, I am. That's <laughs> that's why I've held this meeting. <laughs> And they said, no, what you don't understand is you can't leave because uh, they, they made, or they didn't force you to sign a contract, but I was like a first-year player there and they got everyone in uh, that was a first-year player and said, look, this is your base contract. It's like 70 bucks a game. <laughs> like, it's, you know, like you don't have to sign this now, but you have to sign a contract before you play league yeah. footy. Yeah. So and they just dished him out to everyone, and I remember like looking around, and everyone's just signing him. And I was like, oh well, so I want to play league footy here. So you signed it. So I signed the contract. Yeah, like not even thinking, just thinking it was a like. And there was, prob- there was probably a stack of pages there. I went straight to the back and signed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like real, real life this. lesson for me. Yeah. yeah. And then it was a two-year deal, um, so I was still contracted <laughs> oh. for the second year. So that was that was the issue with the transfer. And yeah, Mark Webb said, "What you don't understand, mate, is you can't leave. If you walk out of here, you'll never play waffle football again. Um, you're ruining your career. If you ever have a shot at AFL, this is you know you're basically throwing it out the window." He said, "Where's your training gear?" I said, "It's at home." He said, "Go home right now. Get your training gear and drive back and train. And you start in your twos." I said, mate, what you don't understand is I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. And then I walked out of the room and I was 18. I was like kind of pumped up at the time. I was yeah. like, fuck, oh, fuck these blokes. Like, well, fuck, that's like, some very good intel from Mark, is it? What was his name, the coach? Yeah, Mark, Mark Webb. Mark Webb, good intel from him because you went on to win three Bernie Nailers, <laughs> one Simpson medal, 109 games for South Korea, 287 goals. And yeah, had quite a successful career, didn't you? I did, yeah. So How many state games? Uh, four, four, yeah, 
four state games. Yeah. Yeah. It's a serious effort. Did every every goal you kicked, did you have Mark Webb and Dean Hawkington <laughs> in the back of your mind and just thinking No, I didn't. I don't think I don't know what happened with Webby. I think he I think he might have gone on to AFL. Mm. I think he, he ended up at Creo and Yeah, something like that. So um, I don't know what happened with him. But I can sort of like I understand that footy clubs are run as a business and yeah. you, you do what you know what I mean? They, they would have had pressure from the board and whatever else and you do what you can to um, to make people stay, but they they went with the uh, they went with the whip instead of the carrot, and I reckon the <laughs> carrot would have worked a lot better with me. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Really like getting whipped. Yeah, yeah. And you like, and you so do, oh, do like carrots, and I do like carrots. Yeah, I can see in the dark. So put it yeah. that way. Yeah, um, so yeah, to Darcy, touched on your time at South. Obviously, amazing career, and you're well known for taking big dangles and kicking big goal, big bags of goals, and that sort of thing. Covering kilometres, yeah. yeah, probably something that you weren't known for. Yeah. Um, there was often times that you were touted, uh, probably at the end of every season, touted as, could this bloke make it in the AFL? And, you know, like, what's, what's he got to do sort of thing? Um, did you have any serious chats with AFL clubs? Uh, yeah, I did. I had a couple of chats. Um, you didn't have good enough connections like Corey, obviously? No. Uh, yeah, Ian, Ian uh, wasn't big on me at the time. Um, I think he was sort of looking elsewhere. Yeah, so. he obviously didn't see you drinking at the BNF. Uh, no, yeah, that's correct. I was probably I was probably hammered at the BNF, <laughs> BNF yeah. and Corey was sipping waters. So, um, no, I've always I've always liked a good time. So that might have been my downfall, I suppose. But uh, probably fitness levels as well. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, did they, just, did they ever give might, you any feedback, come, like to uh, say like this is what we want you to get better at? No, no. Nah, nah, so like no, nah, I never got I never got anything like that from an AFL club. But I mean, you always know. Yeah, you know, you know what your weaknesses yeah, so are. Yeah. Obviously, uh, haven't left the goal square for a few years. Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I also like to think uh, like if you were to run a heat map of the ground, um, like and red being the hottest colour, like I would be bright red yeah in uh, one spot in the goal square yeah like yeah. as red as it can get so that's yeah. fast right uh yeah so like well that would be hot so i imagine i'd be very hot in the goal square um and probably cold the rest of the ground but like <laughs> it might be the reddest you know what i mean it might be the reddest concentrated area that they would have seen i thought that might yeah. have wowed a few oh you did well, I thought it might have wowed a few people, but it, it, it obviously didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, so you rounded out your waffle career end of two thousand eighteen. Obviously, n- didn't ever achieve the ultimate success at league level. Um, did that kind of leave a bit of a bitter taste because you yeah. you were part of a pretty successful side the whole way through? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was a, yeah. I sort of, at the start of the career, you, you know, when I was younger. Anyway, it was all about playing with your mates and kicking bags and having fun and, and winning. But um, sort of towards probably the last like four years of my career was solely focused on winning a flag. Yeah. So, you know, just trying to pass them off and stuff like that and be, you know, not as selfish and try and do whatever it took to sort of help the team win. And then, yeah, just to, to never get there was um, kind of makes you really appreciate people that do have premierships mm. and, you know, like... Obviously, Jezza winning the, the AFL one, like, uh, it's the Huge. ultimate success. And, and, and like, like, we were just kind of... I remember that night we were talking about just, like, these don't come around. No. Like, you, there's a lot of things that have to align. However, other many teams are in the waffle or in yeah. the AFL, in amateurs and all that. Yeah. Like, you know, and, you, and that age group yeah. are only good 
for a certain amount of time and, and like everything has to align. I mean, I imagine you wouldn't have been super successful at Peel, so... No, when, most definitely wasn't. Yes, yeah, so when you know when when these things come around, like it's it, there's a lot that has to go right to win them. Yeah, and obviously 100%. we had we had Subi in the in the waffle who were dominant. Yeah, they're just a dominant outfit, so we we just couldn't get past them. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. right. Um, so if, yeah, you rounded out 2018, um, came down to the mighty Wesley Curtin Tigers and joined the amateurs. Was that always your preferred club to come down to, or had you had kind of other <laughs> thoughts and ideas? Uh, no, well, I hadn't, I hadn't really given much thought into it, to be honest. And then, uh, it was, yeah, it was once point over here. Yes. Uh, got in my ear. My co-host. Your co-host. Yes. yes. Uh, he, he got in my ear very hard. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He was, he was in my ear for a while, actually. It yeah. kind of felt like, sort of like an earbud almost. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he just, like a little human just, earbud. Like, yeah, like a little human tiny earbud, like a mini dumbbell tucked into my ear half yeah. hanging out um and but i was yeah, also separated across a couple of other people's ears yes. at the time it's yeah, a bit so of a recruiting a, yeah. sort of guru. Yeah, a set of dumbbells so you buy a set um it comes in more than one obviously yep. and he planned himself in a few other ears as well and he managed to get uh a squad juice. together yeah he managed to get the juice uh producer down, of the show the producer of the show yep. yes um who is also the coach uh of the wesley Tigers, so he uh, he managed to pull the strings there, and then uh, I, I kind of looked at that and thought, well, obviously Darcy, one of my best mates, growing up and that, and that you know, like I go play footy with him, and um, then Craig was coaching, and he's also uh, cousins of my girlfriend, so girlfriend's <laughs> cousin. Uh, there's a lot of links, you know, and then you were coming, which is cousins of him, so it's girlfriend's cousins. Cousins, yeah, cousin. yeah. So uh, we're, yeah. Obviously, Malcolm's at the club. Malcolm's as well. at the club as well, which is another cousin of a cousin. So it, yeah, there's you know, lots of cousins. There's so family of, ties. To the yeah, Tigers. my family tied down at the Tigers, so, basically. So um, you were pretty much waiting for Ben to roll in and to be the last missing cousin. Correct. So yeah, well, look, I'm, I'd be a tech, technical cousin uh, yeah. by marriage, but yeah, yeah when, when, once it once it rolls through. I'm, Part yep. of the cuz, so so many ties, and then there were so many boys from uh, South going down. I was kind of yep. getting to the end of your career, and I was getting slower and fatter and um, more injured. So yep. I was like, I probably just I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to go anywhere yep. and play footy. Yep. Just wanted to have a bash with me mates on the weekend and and uh, and be successful, really. Yeah, and you roll in and sort of when does the coaching when does the coaching come into it? When does that get well, up to you? <clears throat> well, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, who who coached the previous year? Chile was it Chile? No, I think it was Zach Fitzgerald. Ah, uh, Fitzy, Fitzy. Right. Yeah, so Fitzy. quite successful actually that year. Was he? Yeah, yep. absolutely. So, so he was the previous coach, and I think he moved on to. Uh, no, I think he retired. Oh, he retired. Yeah, he just hung him up. Yeah, so he hung up his whistle. Uh, so a vacancy opened up. Yeah. Um, obviously, looking. Did you have a coach. whistle at the time? I or? didn't have a whistle at the time, so it was something I had to purchase. But yeah. um, obviously, the cl- yeah the club was more than happy. They've got a. Um, Did they reimburse the club? Uh, no, well, they've got a sponsorship deal with um, uh, Rebel Sport, uh, mm-hmm. who also yeah. helped me like fit me out with the whistle. Yeah. Uh, so the they ran. Did through. they off give you the tracksuit pants and the kit as well to yeah. go with the whistle? Yeah. yeah, they gave me the full kit and caboodle. So yeah. uh, I got to run through the different whistle options: the two finger yeah. hold, uh, which the, is more of an umpire's whistle. Yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, but I also umpire some scratch matches and stuff like that. Did they hook you up with the um, the Nike? Just do it. 
uh, T also no, work training on for the hotter nights. No, that's not that's not me. That's Coach. Oh, Warren. so that's Craig. Craig's got the Nike yeah. Nike shirt, um, yeah. which is just a subtle message. But I feel you know when you stare it in the face long enough, you subconsciously take it in without yeah, even realizing. And it sort of just it just says fitness, like yeah, it really just gets you don't <laughs> fast. Know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, you went through coaching. Pretty much had well, yeah. Your team went through undefeated into the regular season. Take it yeah, away. so you would say like obviously quite the blemish for a year for the Tigers, but um, obviously the first final, mate. You um you went down to Willerton, I believe. Correct. What uh, what would you put that down to? Would you solely? I've heard a bit of locker room talk that you pretty much solely blame the playing group, but I was actually in the rooms before the game, and you it was electric. The feeling like you had the boys really up and about, but you actually referenced the team to being a horse. <laughs> so you reference your team to being a horse and saying that you you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink. Yes. And you horses have been drinking all year. <laughs> yes, correct. And then yep. you, you asked the team if they were fucking thirsty. Yes. <laughs> to which they responded, yes, we are thirsty, coach, too. Yes. And you told them, okay, let's go out there and fucking drink. Yes. Do you think... <laughs> Do you, think, do you think that's the best coach's well, speech of all time? Because oh, I think it's pretty up there. Do you reckon that played played part in actually losing the first game of the year? That speech. Uh, well, it's definitely possible. I mean, when you when you've reached the summit before you've been on the ground, it's hard to lift any higher. Yeah. I probably should have timed that at three quarter time, maybe or something like that. But I yeah. really, I set the boys off like a firecracker early, and we went nuts. And then just come crashing down later and sort lost. of initially, like maybe you took things a little too far in the change rooms <laughs> that day. Uh, maybe I look. I, got, I, I might have got lost in the moment, but it was no. finals footy, mate. Um, absolutely, and, and tell you what, it was electric in there that that morning. That's for sure. Yeah, when you when you're such a successful coach and you back win after win after win, uh, the season can become monotonous, uh, yeah. and especially towards the back end when you've cemented your spot. And you're basically playing dead rubber games just, just to sort of brush up. So we were really focused on sharpening our skills, honing up and getting right for finals. And then this first final rolled around and I, I, might, I might take some responsibility as being too hyped up. But like I was lost in the moment and I was keen to play finals Mate, footy. And, and that happens on the big stage. Yep. You know, it's the B grade sort of first yep. semi down, yep. at, down at Tigerland. That, yep. can, that can happen. Can happen. Mate, the boys were fizzed. Yeah. They were fizzed. You could um, tell. Yeah, you could tell. You could just feel it. It's an energy. You yeah. feel the hairs in the back of your neck yeah. type yeah. thing. Um, you know. So uh, you how, how many goals did you go down by that day? It uh, wasn't many. Um, it was only a couple. Yeah. And we played probably some of the worst footy uh, we'd played all year by yeah. a long shot. And they played it out of their skin. Yeah. Uh, just just let the record state. We come back two weeks later and knocked we them won off. the flag. So, knocked them off quite now, easily and, and strolled through uh, and so on the way to a flag. So. so you're a premiership coach and then two yes. hours later a premiership player. Putting up with that annoying drip at home? Wasting water? Well, don't waste any more water. Give the boys at West End Plumbing a call today and we'll be there in a jiffy for a minimum price of 600 plus GST. That's right. Don't forget to add the GST. 
660 including. And if we don't fix it, it'll still be 660 including GST. <laughs> Um, you're well renowned for your stories. Um, probably one of the best storytellers I've handy. I've actually I've actually come across one. So obviously to the viewers, mate, you're known for your goal kicking. You're known for the Simpson Medal. You're known for all your games at Waffle Ever. Your coaching prowess. But down in the Great Southern, he's actually quite well renowned for something else, mate. So well, what is it? Point? At the um, at the local BP, there's a photo of you on the wall. And you actually do hold the record for the most crumb chicken and cheese sausages consumed at that BP. I do believe it was 16. Can you confirm that? Uh, 15, mate. It was 15? In one sitting? In one sitting, yeah. So I sat down and polished 15 off, yeah. Yeah. 15 chicken... Crumb chicken crumb, and cheese crumb sausages. Crumb chicken yeah. cheese sausages. So that was, that was when it used to be a BP. I think it's United now. Yeah. Uh, so times have passed on and they've, ta- piece. they've taken the picture off the wall. So oh, I have. Yeah, so it's, it's not at the United anymore. So it went down with the BP, unfortunately. Oof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't an eating challenge or anything like that. I just... Oh. Um, I just... <laughs> You just got lost in the moment again. Yeah, well, yeah. So it was a bloke. It was a bloke down there. His name was Billy Billy Provost, and he his oh, old yeah. man had an account at the BP. So on the way to training, uh, we used to go there, and he'd say, "No, nah, don't bring your money. I've got an account." And he, mate, we used to the card. Lo- we used to load up on this account. Um, it only lasted like just over a month because I think his dad got the previous month, and we bought half the BP. So. Yeah, like, it was pretty much everyone in the team copping copping a free feed on the way yeah. to training, and yeah, yeah we're, one of the boys just said, "Oh, how many of them do you reckon you could eat?" So I said, "Oh, well, probably a lot." We said, "Oh, there was only like six in the Bay Marie." So I said, "Oh, look, can, can you put a few on?" And she said, "Oh, why is that?" And I said, "Oh, I'm going to set a record here." <laughs> wow. Did she, she realise what was like? Did she, could she fathom what was actually happening at uh, that stage? Once, you reckon? Once again, electricity in the air—you yep. could feel it on the back of your neck, type <laughs> type scenario. Yeah. So it was it was a good feeling. Uh, it wasn't a good feeling leaving there. Yeah, how are you? A very uh, bad feeling. How are you seeing him that night at training? Uh, I think I think I missed the first goal on purpose for my set shot, and then I just sat behind the goals and <laughs> didn't kick any back in. So um, I spewed up twice on the way to footy training. Yeah. Uh, on the on the short walk across the overalls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's probably it's probably one of my prouder um, prouder records. Uh, one of my yeah. greater achievements. Yeah, so you yeah. can throw in Bernie's, Simpsons, yeah. state games, but... 15. Yeah, yeah, 15 is a massive, massive effort. Yeah, yeah. well done on that, mate. Thank so you. Um, we, we were touching on your year as coach of the reserves at Wesley Curtin. Um, mid-year, you ducked off to Canada. You had a wedding over in Canada and you are away for a few weeks, so the, a couple of the boys stepped in and took over for a few weeks. Um, believe there was an interesting... Interesting scenario arise on your flight home. Can you just can you just touch on what might have occurred on your way home from uh, Canada? Yeah, we just we just hit a hit a clean air pocket. I think they call it. Yeah, uh, cat clean clean air turbulence. Yeah. Yep. So we just hit a little crazy cat pocket. Yeah. Um, when we we're flying home, so uh, we we left Vancouver. I think it was midnight on a Wednesday. Uh, everything's going well. I've smacked smack down a couple of bottles of red on the plane. So on the plane over, I didn't sleep too great. So I had, I decided I was going to sleep the whole way to Sydney. So I drank two bottles of red and had three sleeping tablets. Uh, <laughs> it's next quite the combination. Tessa. Yeah, I thought this will this will 
get me a couple of hours shut eye. So oh, and the rest. Um, I'm a I'm a fairly large bloke, so I thought I'd better you know proportion accordingly. Yeah. So I've I've tucked into a couple, um, and then yeah, I'm I'm sort of put my eye mask on. I had a pillow that strapped into the to the headrest, so I've strapped my pillow in. Eye mask went on, the earplugs went in, um, and I've just put my seatbelt on nice and tight and shut my eyes. And then next thing I know, I'm waking up. You know, you go on a roller coaster and you go over the top and you get that, your stomach <laughs> comes lifts. up. Yeah. yeah, so it was a really like uplifting, like sinking feeling. And I thought, what is going on here? So I've lifted my eye mask up, looked across. I was on a window seat and uh, Tessa, uh, my beautiful partner, was in the middle seat. Uh, and then there was some random lady on the aisle. <laughs> and I've looked across and Tessa's gone and the, the lady sitting in the aisle seat is is looking down the aisle. It was poor Tessa. Yeah. Well, I lifted my arm and I saw her and then I thought to myself, where's Tessa? And then I've, I've leant over and Tessa's laying down the aisle. And I thought, oh, goodness. Yeah. And I said, are you Sorry, all right? right I said, yeah. I said, what are you doing down there? That's silly place to lie. Yeah. Um, so I've leant over and I've, I've helped her up. Uh, yeah. And she's she's a bit groggy. And I said, are you all right? She said, yeah. And then I looked up and her face print is on the head, is on the roof of the plane. And, uh, and then I said, oh, all right then. Um, you're all good? And she said, yeah. So I put my mask back on and went back to sleep. <laughs> Tessa's <laughs> concussed down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I found out later, obviously. Uh, mate, I was that groggy. I didn't really know what was going on. I just wanted to go back to sleep. But apparently we dropped 150 metres in the air. Um, and she she hit the roof and was pinned on the roof <laughs> for like a couple of seconds until we... So we just dropped. The whole plane just dropped. Cruising at 1,000 k's an hour. And we just dropped. Uh, and then we caught air again. And like air, like the hostesses and that, there was like, you know, the food carts they yeah. put in. They were on the roof. Oh. And then they ended up... Blokes were didn't pick, in up, hot tea. didn't pick up any sort of offcuts from the. <laughs> no, it was, was the all it was all locked away. Yeah, it was only That's the drinks on top. Yeah, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had helped myself to the mini bar earlier on in the yeah. flight, so um, I was feeling quite good in, yeah. in that retrospect. But um, yeah, no, it was a hectic trip. Like, folks, there was a guy that broke two vertebrae in his neck hitting the roof. Um, people can cast. There's like 46 people injured on the plane. So obviously, so, a really serious, serious matter, yeah. but one that you can kind of look over and have a bit of a laugh at in, in reflection. Yeah, correct. Well, I woke up, Tessa was shaking me, and uh, she said, wake up, wake up, um, we're in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what the fuck are we doing here? We're supposed to be in Sydney. <laughs> and she said, oh, we've had to turn around and emergency land in Hawaii. And I remember looking out. Not the worst place. Not the worst place. To have nah, a pit stop. It wasn't, it wasn't so bad. Tess had a sore neck, but <laughs> you, know, you get that, don't you? Um, did you collect flights. the um, floral necklace on the way in? Yeah, uh, did, yeah, got a um, pleated skirt. And they did like a, <laughs> like a bit of a hip sort of dance on the way in. And it was, it was quite... <laughs> It was quite annoying because obviously we didn't have visa approval to, to get be there. to be there. Yeah, so Trump wasn't very happy that you know I just rocked up. Yeah. So. Did you see Don? No, nah, I didn't catch him, but um, I he was busy, baby. <laughs> So I didn't quite catch him. He was obviously off the, I don't know, sorting out some other stuff. He would have had some white house issues to yeah. take care of. So um, he was doing that. And then, uh, yeah, we, we we landed in Hawaii. I think it was like 6 a.m. And we didn't get to our hotel till like 4 in the afternoon. We were just in a line at the airport, 280 
un, unexpected passengers. So, so, no, so no, knowing you as a person, you would have been quite impressed with the oh, situation. Yeah, mate, I was <laughs> not uh, one to blow up in that sort of scenario, <laughs> nah, especially in an airport. No, nah, I keep me uh, keep me head pretty cool. I put on the coach's hat, told a few people what to do and where yeah. to go. It was but it was unorganised chaos. There, yeah. mate, so the instinct just sort of kicked in yeah, as a coach. You'd look, say? it's frustrating watching people walk around in circles and not know what they're doing. So I tried to help a few of yeah. them. You know, and maybe I said maybe get get a few people some water. Maybe you can organise yeah. each hotel and print everyone. Think we're probably mid pack, so yeah. there was people there that are longer than us as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii, but the T-duck. mate, the airport is like built in nineteen twenty two, oh. and it's like wooden. Like so there's a no nice air place con, to be. There's a fan. There's fans. It's hot. It's like good a, place to be for ten hours. Oh, that is horrible. But once once we've settled, we <laughs> we got a free hotel uh, and free food vouchers for the hotel. And when we got to the hotel, it was under construction, um, and then there was no kitchen. Really? <laughs> so and the food was, vouchers went a fair way. So, so the food vouchers didn't count for anything. I actually, jackhammering our walls until about <laughs> ten o'clock at night. So, so Hawaii holds a special place. <laughs> yeah, in your heart. I love it there. Um, and, and a couple of times, um, you rolled up pretty angry to pre-season training this year, um, due to potential break-ins in the area. Um, can you, can you talk us through maybe one of those situations, um, what's happened? Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a couple. Which, which one would you prefer? The... Oh, maybe the one where you chased him? The... The one here? The, yeah. The, the, the latest one? Yeah, the latest yeah, one. Yeah, so uh, I woke up at three in the morning. My dog Floyd was barking. Um, and I thought, what, what's he barking at? Uh, so I've, yeah, I've, That's the initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah, straight away. You hear barking, you think, what's yeah. that for? See, I think, I, I think exactly the same. Yeah, yeah which uh, make, makes sense. Great minds type thing. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't um, done the IQ test, but I imagine it'd be high. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dog's barking. I think, what's going on? I peeked out the window uh, and... And there's a bloke on a, on a 2012 Trek black mountain bike riding uh, southbound down my street. And I thought, How'd you know it was a 2012 model? Oh, I'm quite familiar with the mountain bike scene, okay. so I've, um, I like my bikes. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen that. I said, and, uh, and in my head, I'm thinking, wow, 3 a.m. for a pushy ride is keen. Yeah. Like, and you don't, you don't, if you pushy ride. During the week. <laughs> during the week, yeah. that's also an alarm bell. And if you pushy ride in, in the city, it's normally it's probably, a road bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not mountain biking. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, There's no mountains. No you're, mountains. You're on so, bitumen, mate. Correct. So Cow. I'm thinking in my head, what what's he doing? And we live in like a you go that you go south and it's just a it's just a loop both ways, a sort of yeah. double cul de sac. So you can't go anywhere. So you can't go anywhere. I thought that's that's odd. So I said, Oh well I know if he um in my head I'm going, I know if he comes back he'd be up to something dodgy. You don't just ride up and down the street. So I've I've we've got tinted windows. Uh, at the front, so you can't see in, but I can see out. So I've whipped up the blinds. Um, I'm just laying there in bed, just waiting for him, thinking he'll come, he'll come, or he'll, or he lives down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe 20 minutes later, just comes riding back up, and there's a bloke walking next to him. Both got hoodies on, and I thought oh, I'm standing there at my window, just staring at him, going, "What are you cunts doing?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, excuse the language, my no, We can blip that. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Um, and then. Yeah, and then I watched him push bike up my driveway and pull on Tessa's car door handle. Uh, oh, this oh, gun's getting it. <laughs> so I've jumped out of bed, uh, put some pants on, because last time I had a, my ute stolen, I ran out there in a dressing gown, and I ended up starkers down the street. So I thought, no, nah, I've learnt my lesson. So I pulled a pair of shorts on, and then I've gone to my, uh, my cupboard, and I've pulled out my Bowie knife, which I um, keep 
nice and sharp just just in case uh, run yeah. the viewers through a bowie knife we'll, we'll, how big is that uh well it's, what would it be about 12 inches the blade it's yeah. uh you've seen crocodile dundee yes he carries uh, a bowie yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, we, we can put a photo up on the on the instagram page yeah, yeah so you can throw that up there yeah. so I've, I've whipped i've whipped my bowie knife out and then i've put floyd on the leash thinking oh all right you beauty i've i've come out down my driveway and the and the blokes in my next door neighbor's car and the guy on the push bike's broken into the car and the door's open and he's rummaging through it and i thought oh no you don't yeah so not the neighbor not flanders yeah so i've i've walked down the end of your driveway and i've said oh he can't (laughs) at the top of me (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i've held up the bowie knife in my right hand i've got floyd in my left hand and and he turned around he kind of startled and i and i said what the fuck do you think you're doing, mate? <laughs> and he goes, oh, 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 mate. Like just, he was off Couldn't his talk. head, mate. He was off his head. And he didn't know what to say. And and, it, and I said, mate, you ever come onto my fucking property again, I'll stab you in the fucking neck. <laughs> and I, was like, I just saw red. Like, I got, I, not Toby Bearstone. That is uh, a big colour. <laughs> it wasn't him. No, nah, it wasn't him. So yeah. it was just the colour red. I saw yeah. the colour red and I thought, fuck. And I, yeah, just it just come out. And then, he said, oh, nah. He goes, oh, nah, mate. Mate, it's just between, it's between me and fucking him, mate. It's between me and him, mate. The, car, the, car? the car he's breaking into. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously I'm the no, neighbour. Yeah. I've, I've come across. He said, yeah. no, nah, it's not between me and him, mate. He was off his so head. They're planning on splitting the car between them, obviously. Yes. And then, uh, and then, and then I've, so I've startled him and he's come back out. And he's pretty casual about it. I said, mate, you better fuck off. You're either going to get stabbed or the cops are going to rock up. Because I've called him. He goes, Think I give a fuck about the cops, mate? I don't give a fuck about the cops, mate. I'm not fucking scared of no cops. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, fuck, this bloke's from Mandra is my yeah. initial thought. No offence, obviously. No, no. I'm yeah. taken. Um, yeah, like South Mandra, like bad area Mandra. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, shit, this bloke's fucking off it. Uh, and, then I've, and then I've stood at the end of the driveway with my knife and my dog, and then uh, my partner Tessa comes out and goes, the cops have been called. <laughs> and, and they go, you think I'll give a fuck about it? I said, fuck, Tessa, go inside. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking had this. Like, yeah. you which know, you and did. Then, which I did, yeah. And then I followed him down the street and I just walked maybe 20 metres behind him with my knife and my dog and just followed him. And then um, the cops caught up to him and the guy on the push bike, he sped away. Uh, he got away and they caught the guy that was walking but the guy on the push bike that I startled he actually left his backpack in their neighbour's car <laughs> um, rookie yeah rookie error right. so he left his backpack in there and it had a court order community service uh, uh, like form with his name his uh, photo his address and his signature uh, and a big bag of weed oh did it yeah If you've been thinking about replacing your smoky, tired, smelly old two-stroke, then why not get in touch with the team at Mandra Outboards today? They've been repowering boats for well over 30 years, and for the month of June, they've got some full-throttle savings on the Mercury four-stroke range. So if you're looking to upgrade into your new four-stroke, get in touch with the team at Mandra Outboards today at 08 or 53 Gordon Road, Mandra. And remember, if it floats, we sell it.
Ben, we've we've had uh, many many uh, questions sent in to the podcast. We put out a little uh, viewers Instagram page today uh, post, and um, yeah, got lots of lots of responses. So unfortunately, we can't read them all to you, but we've picked yep. a couple up. And Darcy's just going to run through a couple. If you can just answer them. So to the we've had ability. this one come in from L L Ook Cameron. Uh, Instagram. Double L Ook. Yep. Double L Ook. How many accessories have you purchased for your Holden Colorado? 62. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Next Do question. You me, um, <laughs> Do you want me to itemise them? No. no we've okay. sort of got to get the footy training. Okay. Yeah, no, going cool. for 41 minutes. Yeah, no, that's cool. Coach and producer's a psycho. Yeah. Um, Blaine Wilson. He is asked... How many two-kilometre time trials did you complete over your semi-professional career? So, obviously, you're in the system eight, ten years. Yeah, I think, it was, yeah, nine, ten years, something like that. Yeah. yeah. How many 2K time trials did Be you complete? Be honest. <laughs> no lies. Like, physically? Yeah, you, how <laughs> yeah. many did you run? Uh, none. No. <laughs> not one. So not you one. did not ever do... Well, look, to be honest, when do I run 2Ks in a game? You, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like coaches will bang on all, all day. Oh, train as you play. Train as you play. Well, I don't run 2Ks in a game, do I? <laughs> you want me to train as I play? I'm not going to do it. That, you know what I mean? So no, I, managed right. to, um, I managed to wiggle out at every single yeah, one. Yeah, that is, that is serious good going. Thank and you. Um, obviously didn't cost you a spot once you got to the Bulldogs. No. So... What wasn't needed. And last one is from Michael Siale. Michael Siale. He's wanting to know what is the best and worst silly Sunday kits that you've ever seen. Okay. Uh, well, the best. Well, my best one is the. Uh, I went as Lieutenant Dan um, to uh, Mad Monday one year, and I uh, dressed up with the wheelchair and everything and cut holes. Cut. cut the shorts, you know, pants into shorts, yep. tied knots in them, sat on my legs all day. <laughs> it was horrible. But, um, mate, the photos on my Instagram, if you want to okay. go check it out. At mate. Ben Saunders. Yeah, you you can tag me I'll in tag the you, post, yep. yeah. But, um, yeah, Just no, I thought be, it was... Be wary if we do tag you in that, obviously, a bit of fanfare may come with Yeah, it. that's that's fine, yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, and then uh, the worst, the worst Mad Monday kit, uh, probably be Ashton Hams. Yeah, what did he? What did he do? Well, he can't. He, so the first first year that I knew him, he come dressed as a midget wrestler. Yeah, and then every year he comes a midget after that. Yeah, like he did, he did the same thing yeah, every year. Just, he comes a midget every year, and I was like, mate, it's funny the first time, but after a while, we're pretty yeah, thin. Like I knew that like, he would just come as a variation of a midget. And yeah, it was kind of just mate, do something. It wasn't different. funny. Yeah, yeah, so well, luckily if the Ashtons moved away, and you probably don't have to kind of see him dress up as mad for a silly yeah. Sunday every year. Good for everyone. That he's moved away to be honest <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that um, Ben in all seriousness thank you very much for welcoming uh, Handy and Point into your home and uh, letting us ask you some questions and hear a little bit more about yourself um, I know I've very much enjoyed it yep, I've enjoyed it and I'm sure this is going to be the favourite episode for a lot of our viewers we sort of got off to a rough start with Corey I reckon yeah, but we've we... really picked up nicely here with Swordfish <laughs> He was okay. Yeah, uh, 230 downloads for episode one. So let's see if we can really lift the roof and um, people can get sharing and um, on Instagram and, and kind of subscribe and write some nice comments to the boys. Uh, thanks, yep. thanks Good work. Me, boys. Good work, Swordfish. Thanks, Ben. Cheers. This has been a Boogie Production.